When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Here we go. Jake and Josh are here to analyze the game they love for the team they love. This is another Dolphins Podcast. Here's your host, Jake Mendel and Josh House. Omar Kelly, all Dolphins.com. The final question is on a fullback? Wow. That's That's what we do here at another Dolphins Could have asked Jonathan Taylor. We could have asked you Jonathan Taylor if you really wanted to soapbox Um, about that. Uh... Does it I get done? Yes or no, Omar? Do we do, do the Dolphins acquire Jonathan Taylor? Yes or no? There, there are a lot of factors involved in that, and part of the factors is is there another bidder? So, is there another bidder that's willing? Reportedly, to get there are Taylor? six bidders right now. That's what oh, that's okay. ESPN. Oh, that's what ESPN is reporting right now today. As of the time of this recording, ESPN is reporting there are six bidders, six serious bidders for for Jonathan Taylor. I call bull. <laughs> I'm. I, there might be two. I'm just telling you what the what the Twitter streets are saying. Okay, I call bull. One, there's no team that's going to be out there who's going to break the bank like Steve Ross in terms of what they're going to put on the table. Um, you know, you know, Steve Ross got deep pockets and he is not afraid to spend it. I think my count is at seven players that he's made the highest paid players at their position. Wow. Um, people all huh? you want is him to spend a crazy amount of money, and he does that. that that's all I need out of an owner. Which is why, and he loves that perception and reputation because it always gets him a seat at the table. Yeah. So now in this situation, you're clearing an agent to go out there and negotiate a deal for his client. You, you know who their first call is going to be? It's going to be to Steve Ross because he's going to set the bar. Yeah. Um, and he loves that. Absolutely loves that. Um, I, this I know is fact. And... So then, so first you got to get the hurdle of the bar, the contract. Everybody's got to jump Miami. Okay, so once everybody decides that they're not getting in a bidding war with Miami, and I don't think that Miami goes drastically too high in a bidding war, then we get to the point where, okay, can you work out the compensation? Indianapolis, you're not getting a first-round pick unless some team is just going to trade for them and maybe you do get a first-round pick. Maybe. Maybe Kansas City says, hey, come get our first – you want our first-round pick? You know, maybe it's a 30-second pick. Who cares? Right. Um, maybe, but you're not going to get a first-round pick from Miami. Jeff, I, uh, I said Jeff Ireland. Um, <laughs> Mike McDaniel has made a joke um, on the final draft day. He was like, you know, I'd like to use one of those first-round picks eventually. You know, it would be nice. Right. Um, and and I, I took that quite seriously. And, and it's true. And on top of that, just so that we – when I talk about the cap apocalypse, you know the reason why we're having the cap apocalypse? 
because you have not used your draft picks, you have not had any, and the draft picks that you have selected, they're kind of whack. <laughs> so you have, you've got no depth, no cheap players on your roster because you've squandered your draft picks, which is another reason why you trade away your draft picks. So, I mean, when Cater Kohu is your top performer of your rookie class and he's an undrafted guy, do you really need draft picks? That, that's a, a totally different Just conversation. Just keep finding them acorns. Yeah, it, it don't work like that. <laughs> but I, I, I hear where you're coming from. Sure. Um, I think that it does get done from this standpoint. Everybody keeps bringing up Steve Ross and his age and his desperation level, and I think there is some truth to that. Mm -hmm. um, he wants to win, and you're and if you pay attention to the cap apocalypse, you have a two-year window to get this done. Yeah. This team yeah. cannot be held together longer than two years. And you've got nothing behind this team. So you're going to be starting over. And so you better make the most of this two-year run. And if you add Jonathan Taylor for the next three years, that's another foundational piece. At not a tremendous amount of money, $12, $13 million, okay. Hell, you're paying Cedric Wilson $7 million. Like, don't cry about it. Don't cry about $12 million to an, an elite player. Um, so, so I, I, I think it gets done. It should get done because Chris Greer cannot look at this team and say Super Bowl. He can't if he's going to be honest and transparent with himself. And more importantly, his scouting department. After this Jacksonville game, when they sit up and they have their meetings of talk about personnel and Big Fangio gets in there and is brutally honest with them, they're going to look at themselves a lot differently because the team that they put together is not a very good team. It's not in the realm of Cincinnati Bengals, Buffalo Bills, Kansas City Chiefs. It's not there. And if you want to talk about Super Bowl, you got to get there. Only way, in my opinion, that you get there is, is, is Jonathan Taylor. I think back to the Dolphins when they rebuilt, right, in 2019 when they hired Flores. Is there any possibility that the Dolphins might reach up to a first-round pick if maybe they can dump, uh, you know, a Sed Wilson, maybe Emmanuel Agba goes to the Colts? Is there any way you think maybe a player could be involved where the Colts are trying to just bring in oh. draft picks, take on money, something like that? Oh, absolutely. You put you put Cedric Wilson. I mean, no, you take Cedric Wilson, you can have my first-round pick. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, 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 you take Emmanuel Agba, you know, the deal will get sweetened. Um, you know, Dolphins are trying to unload both players. So, you know, I'm sure they're going to say they're not, but mm -hmm. let, let's be real about it. Um, and if you want to take on those contracts and they have a needed defensive end, which is why Agba does make some sense there. Yeah. They probably just don't want to pay the $15 million, but if Miami commits to giving them 5 million of the 15, yeah. You might have a deal, and Steve Ross yeah. wouldn't. Steve Ross wouldn't say no to that, like, like Steve Ross. And it that moving Ogba would give you the cap relief to the point where I could say, okay, folks, the apocalypse, the, the, the cap apocalypse is over. Because Interesting. It would, it yeah. would clear. It would clear fifteen million dollars in cap space. You've already got thirteen. That would get you to twenty-eight. You're already negative thirty-two. Um, there, you know, there's maneuvers and ways to clear that thirty-two but they're going to cost you a lot of players. The only guy that you can restructure next year without any harm is Jalen Ramsey. And he's coming off a knee injury. So do you really want to do that? Understand when you restructure guys, you're committing to them longer. You're not going to restructure Tyreek for another year because Tyreek is going to say, okay, I need top, top I need number one salary money. Okay. So yeah. you're right. Rewriting a new deal. 
You're not going to restructure Teron Armstead because next year is the final year of the money that he's guaranteed. And he already can't hold up for 17 games. Yeah. So are you going to yeah. keep doing that? You, you might restructure it and lower his number, but what player wants to lower the number? You know, you probably can restructure Jerome and strong arm him depending on how long he wants to stay here. But Jerome has been 102, average 102 tackles his entire career at the Dolphins. And he's been under, underutilized as a blitzer. I'm not saying that, you know, they shouldn't try, but Jerome's probably going to say, yeah, I'll go test the market. Um, so, and then obviously everybody's strategy to get under the cap is to cut Xavier. Okay, cut cut your top five player. Mm, great strategy or or trade your top five player. Phenomenal strategy. And and then don't think that you're purging. Because understand when you when you purge, when as as you guys know, I, I refer to it as buying a team on Hudak coins. You know, the 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 New Orleans Saints, they finally had to let their roster pur- get purged last year, which is how you ended up with Teron Armstead. It, all it takes is a one-year reset. Mm-hmm. And the problem is, when is that reset going to happen for the Dolphins? 24 or 25? We, we, we shall see.